I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode because I have a little surprise for you. So this week, it's actually just me. (laughs) No guest, no interview, no other person other than just me, Meg. So hello, I do solo episodes every once in a while, usually not too often. I feel like many, many months go and then I'm like, hey, I should probably do a solo episode. Maybe my last solo episode was when we hit 100 episodes. I'm not too sure. And now we're in the 120s, I believe. So here I am. I was just feeling really called to sit down with my mic and record a solo episode for you ladies this week. We have some dreary fall weather here in Saskatchewan where I live and it's just like the perfect weather to sit down, cozy up, with a warm mug of tea and record a podcast episode for you all. So that's exactly how I am spending my afternoon today and I'm so excited about it. I actually have a mug of peak tea next to me. This is not a sponsor at all. But Peak Tea, my friends at Peak Tea actually did send me some tea to try out and I absolutely love their tea. So I'm just sharing this with you randomly because I really love their tea. Um, Their tea is, it comes in this crystal form, which I really love. So you just pour the crystals into your mug and then you either mix it with cold water or you can just pour hot water over top and you really don't even have to mix it with a spoon or anything it just combines so easily and I love it so I have been trying their caffeine free teas because I don't drink caffeine I do my best to stay away from all sorts of caffeine, not just coffee, but like green tea even messes with me. So I'm sitting here drinking some Earl Grey rooibos. Is that what it is? I don't know. Maybe it's just rooibos tea. It is. It's just the immunity elixir rooibos tea. And the reason why I said it was Earl Grey is because it actually reminds me of Earl Grey tea, which makes me so happy because Earl Grey tea does typically have caffeine in it because it's like a black tea. So 
it makes me really happy that this caffeine-free herbal tea is naturally caffeine-free and it tastes a lot like Earl Grey. So anyways, <laughs> that's a huge um, side note. I just kind of wanted to take some time to describe how I was spending my afternoon. Um, also, some I just feel like it's been a while since we actually just sat down and chatted. So I'll give you a little bit of a personal um, update and a little bit of a exciting news that's happening in my life right now. Um, I became an auntie this weekend, so I'm really excited and happy about that. It's my nephew. He was born on the 12th of September and I'm just really excited about it. So that's some news. And now maybe I should tell you what we're talking about this week. So I sent out a email about this topic last week and it was really well received, but you know, an email is kind of just like a short way of me introducing you to a topic or talking about something that I'm passionate about. So I thought I would kind of take that email and make it into a podcast because I know this is something that so many women struggle with. I know I did for years, and that is body image. Um, I think even if you've done a lot of body image work and you feel really good in your body image journey and you have a good relationship with your body and maybe even like a positive body image there will still be days where you're maybe struggling a little bit or whatever. So, I mean, I still even have those days where I'm like, what is up? <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know that that's completely normal. But I really want to talk about three reasons why you might still be struggling with body image even after you feel like you've done so much work or, you know, you think you're doing all the things you need to be doing in order to not struggle with body image, but it just day in and day out still seems to be an issue for you. So I want to talk about those three reasons, but since all of you who listen to this podcast are like, my podcast besties, and I so appreciate you listening to this podcast week after week. Honestly, it makes me so happy and incredibly grateful to have a podcast community like you all. So thank you for that. So um, as a thank you, I'm going to add in a little bonus reason four reasons. Um, in that email that I sent out last week, I shared three reasons why you still struggle with body image. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to add that fourth bonus reason why you might still be struggling with body image. 
So let's get started. So the three reasons why you might still be struggling with body image are expectations, comparison, resistance, and then the fourth bonus reason why you might still be struggling with body image is past experiences. So let's go deeper into each one of these and then I am going to give you ways to overcome each of these areas if you struggle with any one of these particular factors. I'll give you some tools to overcome each one of them. So let's talk more about expectations. Now expectations are really just like the best way for me to describe how you could still be struggling with expectations is like when you walk into a room and maybe look in a mirror and you're just feeling really disappointed with how your body looks when you look in the mirror oftentimes that's actually due to the expectations that we're already placing on how we think we should look or how we think our bodies should look. So it's like those expectations. And I really actually like um, comparing this reason why you still might be struggling with body image to relationships. So because it really it really is very similar. So I feel like if you've ever been in a relationship before, it doesn't even have to be like a romantic relationship, but that's a good place to kind of reflect on if you have been in a romantic relationship before or even a friendship if you haven't. But if you have been in a romantic relationship, just reflect on that and just kind of um, try to remember if you ever expected your relationship to be a certain way. I think we've all been in those moments where we've placed expectations on our relationship um, that, you know, our partner should be doing this thing or should be acting this way or responding to us in this way or doing this thing for us or maybe even the progression of your relationship you can be placing expectations on like you know the time you should be together before you get engaged or the time you (laughs) should be together before you get married or have kids or buy a house together. You know, there's so many different ways that we can be placing expectations on our relationships. But I feel like that's a really great way to kind of describe how we can also be placing expectations on our bodies. 
So we can really expect our bodies or place these expectations on our bodies to look a certain way. Here's another really good example. So it's like if you've been working out and maybe you lift weights, right? And you're doing like leg workouts and upper body workouts and you're you're lifting heavy weights and stuff like that, but you don't really see any muscle growth. And then when you look in the mirror, you're disappointed because your body doesn't look the way that you expect it to look, right? So those are some examples of what I mean by expectations and how expectations can really be preventing you from entering this world of body acceptance or body peace or body neutrality or even body positivity, wherever you're kind of keen on going. In my personal opinion, I feel like body neutrality is a really great place to begin and then moving into this amazing place of just body acceptance and body peace. Those are really awesome places to be. And like I said, those expectations can really be holding you back from getting there. And now the second reason why you might be still struggling with body image is comparison. So this one is definitely, you know, more self-explanatory. We all know what comparison is. And I think we've also all experienced comparison. Um, When we think about comparison, I think our minds typically go to comparing ourselves to other people. And this is something that's really, really common, right? We see our best friend, or we might even be comparing ourselves to a family member, or we might be comparing ourselves to people we don't even know. And in the world that we live in today, That's really, really common because we're on social media, we're on Facebook, and we're seeing all of our friends from high school and all of our work colleagues and all the people that we went to university with and just all of these friends and family members that we have on Facebook. We're constantly seeing them in our feeds and we can be comparing ourselves to them. And then also on Instagram, that's a really big one because typically when we follow people on Instagram, we often don't even know who they are. There's Instagram models, Instagram celebrities, um, Instagram influencers, and then just, you know, celebrities. So we often will follow their accounts and that can really lead to a lot of comparison as well, especially if we're struggling with body image. But I also want to highlight another area that we can be really comparing ourselves or where comparison really shows up is comparing ourselves to past versions of ourselves. So I definitely struggled with this years ago too. 
Um, I'm one, so I know I've talked a lot about the Enneagram on this show, and so I'm going to assume that most of you listening to this episode are familiar with the Enneagram. Not all of you are going to be familiar with the Enneagram, but if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now and follow me on Instagram, I talk enough about the Enneagram, so I'm just going to roll with it here. So I am a Enneagram type four, and there's certain Enneagram types that tend to kind of have this tendency to go and reflect on the past. Like they're more um, past focused than future focused, for an example. So you'll have some people that their mind naturally wanders to the future and they might be worriers, you know, they might worry about the future and be stressed about the future and things like that. But then there's people like me where our minds naturally kind of gravitate to the past and we can be, we can kind of get stuck in like that reflection on what was and stuff like that. And so with comparison, it's not only comparing yourself to other people, but also comparing yourself to past versions of yourself that might be an issue for you. So that's something else that I want to highlight here and have you think about um, when it comes to comparison, maybe comparing yourself to other people on social media or even in your day to day life. Maybe that doesn't really resonate with you, but I want you to think if you are comparing yourself to past versions of yourself because that's something that will often come up in my clients lives but like I said um it's definitely been something that I've struggled with in the past as well so it's important to talk about for sure (laughs) now resistance So resistance is the third reason why you may still be struggling with body image. And resistance is kind of another word for rejecting. So which parts of yourself are you pushing away or, you know, just being very, very unaccepting of? And basically, like I said, just resisting or rejecting. We all have those parts of ourselves that we find extremely hard to just accept, right? So I know for me, one of those body parts of mine was always my lower stomach area. That was always a really tender part (laughs) of my body, um, a major struggle with my body image journey and things like that. So we all as women tend to have at least one aspect of our bodies that we are resisting or rejecting and find it really difficult to accept about ourselves. But here's the thing. This is a really 
cool way to think about resistance and also um, kind of put into perspective of how self-acceptance actually is easier than resisting those parts of yourself that you feel are so difficult to accept because I've worked with hundreds of women over the years who have struggled with body image and like I said I was definitely one of those women that struggled with her body image for so many years and I think when we are struggling so much the thought of accepting ourselves sounds really really difficult and something that's not even possible but let me put it into perspective for you. So the way I see it is I always think back to when I was a child and learned that when you frown, frowning actually takes more muscles than it does to smile, right? I'm not sure if anyone told you that as a child, but typically when children are frowning, you know, their parents or caregivers or a teacher might tell them that they should smile because it takes less muscles than it does for them to frown. And I think about that when I think about self-acceptance and trying to communicate how much easier it is to accept ourselves and our bodies than it is to resist them or reject them. And then also maybe I'll use this example too. Um, I'm kind of going to go back to relationships here. So back when I was talking about expectations and how often we place expectations on our relationships and that can also be the same for placing expectations on our bodies and how we think our bodies should look. Resistance can also be compared to or applied to relationships, okay? So think about in any type of relationship that you've ever been in, if you're resisting something, so I think of resistance here in this example, I think more of it as like a fight, right? So let's say you're arguing with your friend or you're arguing with a family member or you're arguing with your partner and you're just constantly, you know, trying to remind yourself like how frustrated you are with them or how you know upset you are and just to kind of be in that constant like frustrated place with them and how much effort that actually takes to be in that state and operating from that place and I think it's really similar when we think of body image, it takes a lot of effort to constantly be resisting or rejecting parts of our bodies. And 
When I put it into examples like those, I hope that puts it into perspective for you that it actually is easier to end that fight with your body and that constant state of rejection towards your body and just be in this place of even body neutrality or like I said, this place of acceptance. I know it sounds really difficult, especially when you're really deep in your body image struggles, but it actually is easier to accept than constantly be in this place of resisting and rejecting and fighting your body. Now, the fourth bonus reason why you might still be struggling with your body image is your past experiences. Our past experiences literally color everything, right? So they really paint a picture for how we are going to move through life um, after that moment. So you and I could experience an exact same situation. We could be in the exact same situation, experience the exact same thing. And both of us could leave that situation, interpreting it in a completely different way and leaving it with a totally different belief and also a different misunderstanding. Every single event we encounter or a situation we experience, we leave that with a belief or for another word of a belief is a misunderstanding. And that really can impact our body image. And this is what I work on deeply with my clients, especially inside my group coaching program, Back Home to You, is really helping my clients work through those past experiences so they can not only get to the root of their body image struggles, I think a lot of my clients actually know where their body image struggles stem from, but it's that uprooting them and completely ridding those struggles from their life that they actually really struggle with, right? It's that getting rid of that. A lot of us know where our body image struggles stem from, but how do we actually get rid of them? And that's what I've been helping my clients do inside my Back Home to You coaching. So I want to go back through those four reasons and share ways with you, maybe like one or two ways that you could go into each of those factors and kind of like a mini homework assignment for this episode. So you can actually overcome these barriers if they resonated with you and you're working on improving your body image. So going back to expectations. So this is again that one, are you actually looking in the mirror and expecting yourself to look a certain way? So that would be your homework assignment for me. When you look in the mirror, are you going 
into that moment with expectations already? Are you expecting your body to look a certain way? Sometimes we don't even really realize that we are holding these expectations on our bodies. So just simply having that awareness now, it would be really interesting and a really great practice for you to just simply bring that awareness to that and see, are you holding expectations on how you think your body should look? So that's a really great homework assignment, just bringing awareness to that, because like I said, so many of us move through life even without that awareness. So just now that, you know, we're talking about this, you might be like, oh, wow, I am holding a ton of expectations on how I think my body should look. Okay, second up is comparison. So my homework piece for you regarding comparison, I have a question. When is the last time you actually did a social media cleanse? This is literally the only type of cleanse that I actually am all about and I will ever recommend (laughs) is a social media cleanse. Now it's different than a social media detox. It's not asking you to go off Instagram or Facebook or any social media platform for a certain period of time, but instead it's asking you to go through that list of who you are following on social media and actually cleansing yourself from people that trigger you. So are you following certain accounts that whenever you see their pictures, you feel triggered and you actually start feeling more negative towards your body? Or you actually notice that on those days that you kind of dive into their content or scroll through their Instagram pictures or whatever, on those days, are you more critical of your body? Are you struggling more with your body image those days? So homework for comparison. And I think we all need to do this every once in a while, maybe every three to four months or so is just log into Instagram, go into who you are following and unfollow those accounts that just do not make you feel good. Okay. (laughs) Now the third one, resistance. This is what I want you to also bring awareness to. What parts of you are you rejecting or resisting or fighting about yourself? Now, when we bring awareness to that, that is the very first step to overcoming resistance. We actually need to know what we are resisting about ourselves. And this is actually some shadow work that you can get into. That's a whole other topic. I actually have a whole module on shadow work inside my Back Home to You coaching program. But for this podcast, if you want to take it one step farther than bringing awareness to those parts of your body that you are rejecting is how can you start 
easing that fight? How can you start lessening that tension with that part of yourself? Like I said before, you will be surprised that it actually is easier to accept yourself than be in a fight with yourself every single day. But if self-acceptance seems so scary and so big and so not possible for you right now, what if you just started with a morning or an afternoon or a day if a day feels possible for you? It's like, okay, today I am not going to reject these parts of myself just for today. That's it. And then if that feels too overwhelming for me, I can go back to my old ways tomorrow. But just for today, I am going to not reject or resist or fight my body just for today. Try it out. Trust me. Try it out. (laughs) It's awesome. Okay. And then the final one is about the past experiences. So how can we work through and try to overcome this barrier of having these past experiences in order to have better body image. So this is really where I help my clients use self-forgiveness, self-compassion, and self-acceptance practices and exercises. I have an entire self-love framework that I walk and guide my clients through inside Back Home to You. Now, inside my Back Home to You coaching program, we don't, there's no specific modules on food issues or body image issues because our food issues and our body image issues really aren't about food or our body, right? They are about these past experiences, though. They really are. Like I said before, every single experience that we have in life really colors and paints how we move forward with things and how we experience life afterwards. So this is exactly what I am helping my clients work through and overcome inside Back Home to You. So a really great starting place for you would be pinpointing those past experiences that you can remember when you started struggling with your body image. Bring awareness to those. Start trying to make sense of those and then start using these other pieces of self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and bringing love to those parts of you. So I hope you really enjoyed this podcast episode. This was kind of like a mini episode, but I was so excited to sit down with my mic today and record this episode all about body image, the four reasons why you are still struggling with body image and how to overcome each of those. And please, if you're listening to this, take a screenshot and share the picture on Instagram. Tag me at I am Meg Doll so I can see who's 
listening and so I can connect with you over on Instagram. I absolutely love chatting with you over on Instagram and getting to know you better. And thanks again for tuning in to this episode. And this is really what I help my clients with inside Back Home To You. So we will be starting a brand new group of Back Home To You in October, which is sneaking up on us real soon. I still have spots for new clients, so please go to Megdahl dot com slash back home to you to read more about my 12 week group coaching program. I am absolutely in love with this program. And if what I said in this podcast episode resonates with you and you're feeling like you really need support in this area of your life, I would be absolutely honored to support you through your body image journey and guide you through my self-love framework, which is exactly what's inside back home to you. So we will chat again soon, my friends. And if you want to email me directly, if this podcast really resonates with you, and if you are interested in Back Home To You or learning more about my group coaching program, just email me at hello at megdoll.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been a blast and I will see you next week. Oh,